In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Welcome into the Orange and Brown Report podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jared Mueller. I am not in my normal setup today, so I don't have everything the way I'm used to it. But that's okay, because folks, we are on victory number eight podcast. It is victory day, victory Monday, victory week, as your Cleveland Browns take care of business with an eight I'm sorry, to move to 8-3 and three on the year with a 27-25 to 25 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars with everything that's going on in the league with the Browns, injuries, COVID, the world we just is what it is right now. The, your Cleveland Browns are 8-3 and three going into some big matchups coming up with Tennessee and the Baltimore Ravens. But first, as always, on our post-game podcast, want to look at stats very, very quickly for us. Uh, so starting with the rushing attack, which is obviously both the Browns and the Jaguars, that's how they want to run their teams. So the Browns, Nick Chubb, 19 attempts for 144 yards and one touchdown. Kareem Hunt, 10 attempts, 62 yards, and then Baker uh, ended it with one yard uh, with all his kneel downs and all the other things. Uh, so between the two running backs, we are looking at 29 carries for over 200 yards and one touchdown. That is what we are looking for out of that rushing attack for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Similarly had a very good day with Robinson, 22 attempts, 128 yards and one touchdown. Unfortunately for the Jaguars, they don't have that second back uh, and they don't have a, a Nick Chubb. Right for 19 for 144 compared to Robinson, 22 for 128. Still a very good game on the ground for the Jaguars and for Robinson in the passing game. Baker Mayfield, 19 of 29, 258 yards, two touchdowns. Let's be honest, folks, watching the game, you know there were three or four throws that Baker Mayfield left out onto the field that could have caused some significant issues for the Browns and led to the closer game than we wanted it to be, including the last one uh, that he missed to Kareem Hunt, who was wide open in the flat, which would have kept us out of that third and one, fourth and one, I'm sorry, that fourth and one, all the different things that happened at that time late in the game probably would have salted the game away much, much quicker uh, as a part of that very, very long drive at the end of the game, but we'll get to that here in a second. And then Mike Glennon coming in uh, for the Jaguars, a respectable 20 of 35, 235 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions thrown by either team. And then obviously for, uh, excuse me, turnovers, um, you have Harrison Bryant with his one fumble lost, which was pretty big for the Browns um, to start off in the, the third quarter. Uh, before we get into kind of talking about the importance of some of the things in the game, got to talk to you about Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work. It's almost over. 
Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of all online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore, so it's clear Indeed can get you the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. And as always, terms and conditions do apply. So your Cleveland Browns are 8-3 at the end of this week. And as games are wrapping up, because again, we try to get this recorded into you as soon as possible. The Cleveland Browns will be in the fifth spot, the fifth seed out of currently seven after this week. So after week 12, your Cleveland Browns at eight and three will be in the fifth seed. They will be um, a game above the Tennessee, I'm sorry, the Indianapolis Colts, who they obviously have the tiebreaker. Uh, Tennessee will leapfrog up to the fourth seed as the leader in the AFC South at eight and three. The Browns, your Cleveland Browns are eight and three, and they look like most likely uh, that they will have a two-game advantage on the Baltimore Ravens. Most likely, the expectation is that the the Ravens, with all of their COVID cases and injuries and everybody that's going to be out, if that Tuesday game happens, will lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers and will be a huge, huge victory for the Browns. Um, for them to move up two games on Baltimore, something that could be interesting and important later. It also looks like the Las Vegas Raiders will fall to six and five as well, which will put, you know, there will be a difference. There'll be a a nice little uh, juxtaposition between, you know, where the first seven and then Las Vegas and Baltimore, um, both expected to be at six and five uh, at the, in the eighth and ninth positions. Uh, That's a nice two game cushion for the Browns going into two very, very difficult games, right? Those two, that two-game cushion can go away very quickly. A loss to Tennessee, a loss to Baltimore, and all of a sudden, the Browns are looking at 8-5, and five, which if Las Vegas and Baltimore win their games, right, then we're they're, they're there as well. So, again, there's a lot to be... Uh, hashed out over the the remaining weeks of the season, but for right now, your Cleveland Browns are eight and three in the fifth seed for the AFC playoff position. What an amazing thing to say in the 2020 season! And then just a fun little thing to look at right now. There are only two teams in the NFL with a better record than the Cleveland Browns. Two. There are only two teams 
in the NFL with a better record than the Cleveland Browns, with more wins. Now, the New Orleans Saints are currently playing the Denver Broncos. They could be the third team because Denver has no quarterbacks and are playing like four different people at the quarterback position right now uh, in their crazy game. But worst case scenario, the Cleveland Browns, there will only be two teams in the entire NFL with a better record than the Cleveland Browns after week 12. Those teams are are the Pittsburgh Steelers at 10-0, looking for 11-0 in Tuesday if that game happens. And then the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions at 9-1, and they're looking to obviously push that to 10. New Orleans Saints, uh, the best team in the NFC based on record, uh, could be 9-2 after their crazy game. So your Cleveland Browns, there's a lot to talk about in this game. Uh, We always want to talk about Baker Mayfield. Again, his stats, they're good. They're fine against a a beat-up Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen, there are three or four plays that Baker left on the field. Let's just be very blunt about that. There are three or four plays that easily, we're not talking about, you know, plays that, that, okay, it'd be great if he could make that. There are three or four plays that Baker Mayfield left on the field. The reality is, is most quarterbacks, most of the good quarterbacks miss two or three, right? I, I watched uh, an Aaron Rodgers game where, uh, against the Indianapolis Colts last week where a cornerback was sitting in the flat and watched Rodgers' eyes and just fell off of his flat coverage and um, and intercepted a pass because partially because the Packers didn't, didn't have a receiver or didn't have a pass catcher over there to kind of take care of and have that person guard. But Rodgers just should have known what was happening there, just kind of, Kind of gave the ball to the Colts there, right? So there are always going to be two or three, maybe four, even good quarterbacks. Now, Pat Mahomes, maybe he only makes one, maybe he makes two. Um, but the reality is, is good quarterbacks do that, but that doesn't give it an excuse, right? Those misses could have been huge, could have changed the outcome of this game. And the reality is, is Baker Mayfield is the uh, perfect epitome of where this Browns team is in 2020. And that is a team that is good but not great, right? Baker Mayfield is good. He's not great. The real question the Browns have to ask themselves is, do they think he can become great, right? That's the next step. Or is he good enough with all of the talented players around him to be the type of quarterback that can be lifted up by the players around him? Jake and I have talked about this on previous podcasts so that down the road, whether that's next year or the year after, the team can be great with Baker Mayfield playing good, right? So maybe with a defense that's better, then maybe the the Browns are going to play a little differently. Uh, But with Miles Garrett out, Porter Gustin out, Jackson was out, a variety of players, obviously Grant Delpit, uh, Denzel Ward, just so many players out. Um, Maybe with a better defense, Browns will be better, right? Could be great down the road, either this year, more likely next year or the year after that. Uh, Having Odell Beckham Jr. back, all kinds of things, and just time and system, right? But Baker Mayfield today, again, 19 of 29, 258 yards, and two touchdowns is the epitome of where the Cleveland Browns are at this point in time. No offseason, new offense, tons of time uh, where the Browns weren't in 
um, in Berea because of COVID where they had to do everything virtually. So a lot of little details that he's not able to work on again in a new offense, new system under center for the first time in his career, not since I think sometime early in high school and maybe not even then did Baker Mayfield take a majority of his snaps from under center. And I want to tell you, I think he has done a very good job with his ball, uh, usage movement, all of that kind of stuff. Um, under center, right? So his play fakes, his all of that stuff, he is running all of that very, very well. Again, first time under center, first time in this offense, and a lot of incongruity. Uh, that's not a word, but you all know what I mean. Um, the, the season just hasn't been a regular season, and Baker Mayfield has played good, just like the Cleveland Browns. Again, at 8-3, and three, they have played good, not great. Uh, There's some people out there uh, with stats uh, and information about, well, they've only beat bad teams. But the reality is, is in the NFL, that's who you have to beat. And then you try to go about 500 against good teams. And if we're being honest, I think the Browns have played. uh, I don't have their schedule up, but I will here in a second. The Browns have played three good teams. Baltimore, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, maybe four, sorry. So Baltimore, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, and maybe Oakland, right? So the Browns have played four good teams, and right now they are one in three against those four good teams. Now the Browns have some good teams coming up, right? They have the Titans, they have the Ravens, they have the Steelers. So the odds that they get to 500 with those three teams are, are it's pretty difficult, right? A, because, well, that would mean an odd number of games against good teams, and 500 is impossible. So they have to win all three of those games, again, Titans, Ravens, and Steelers, to get above 500 against good teams. But here's the reality for the Browns. Win one of those three, again, Titans, Ravens, Steelers. It's, it's Titans in Tennessee next week on the 6th. Ravens at home, uh, Monday Night Football on the 14th, and then the Steelers at the end of the season, who could be, you know, they don't maybe don't need to win that game. Maybe they're going to rest some starters. Who knows what's going to happen? But win one of those three and beat the Giants and Jets, and your Cleveland Browns are 11 and five. And I don't care what else happens. If the Cleveland Browns are 11 and five at the end of the season, it has been a very, very, very good season. Right, And that's what Browns fans have been wanting for so long. Are they perfect? No. Listen, I mean, if we look at receiving, Landry had a great game. It's interesting that a lot of us expected that. Um, he got some a little bit of time down, warmer game, so he's a little looser with all the different strains and pulls and issues that he's had. So Landry had a very good game. right? But after that, leading receivers, Chubb, Hodge, 32, 31 yards. Higgins, one catch for 15. Austin Hooper, two for 13 and his touchdown. Harrison Bryant, one for 13. We know how that ended up. Carlson, one for 11. So, again, a lot of, uh, not a lot there, right? So, besides Landry, not a lot in that passing game. We're going to have to see some improvement there as the Cleveland Browns go into this very important stretch. But, again, one of those three difficult games and beating the Giants and Jets, brings the Cleveland Browns to 11-5. and five. If they don't win any of those three tough games but beat the Giants and Jets, the Cleveland Browns are 10-6, and six, right? 10-6. and six. Realize we've been excited in the last few seasons about a 6-10 and 10 team. We, we were hoping for a 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, you know, right? Like So it's important to realize where we were 
covering the Browns and, and rooting for the Browns and where we are covering and rooting for the Browns. The Cleveland Browns are 8-3. and three. They're guaranteed to not, hear me out, guaranteed to not have a losing record this season. That is something to celebrate. That's why we're t- on the victory number 8 pod. That's why we're celebrating today for your, for my, Cleveland Browns. I want to talk to you a little bit about Bet Online. And then I'm going to hit a little of some of the key second half plays. I feel like the second half was a really interesting second half. And then we're going to play you out, whether you're listening to this on a Sunday afternoon, evening, or this is the start of Victory Week or Victory Monday, either way. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Football is back in full swing. You may not be at a game this year. But you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day. Every day, head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use a promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. So, just want to hit on a few pretty, uh, what I would say, are really impressive um, parts of the second half for the Browns. I think it was huge that the the defense got two back-to-back stops. Uh, that that really allowed the Browns to kind of buttress their their lead and the game, um, you know, being up 20 to 19 and everything from there with two long drives um, around that. The, the Baker Mayfield throw to Jarvis Landry is silly. I have a, a retweet of that up on my Twitter account at Jared K. Mueller. That's J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. It was a ridiculous throw. Like, his ability to to have the guts to make that throw from his end zone, staring down the barrel on a third down uh, with very little space, just trusting Jarvis, trusting his eyes, trusting his ability to rip that was impressive. Uh, there is a, a, a line, and I'm sure you guys have probably seen it on Twitter, um, it, one of the nice things about not having the uh, fans in the stands, uh, there was a time where the Jaguars shifted their line inside, moved a linebacker around, uh, and you can actually hear Baker saying that was uh, effing cute, guys. Uh, he didn't say effing, obviously. Uh, that was around the 820 mark. Um, just a few little notes that I have in here. Baker um, chasing Nick Chubb on, on a run where he kept kind of breaking tackles and, and extending the play a little bit. Baker was trying to get down the field and kind of dove on the pile at the end. Um, it Probably would have been very Clevelandy if he got a, the unnecessary penalty uh, that they get for diving on a pile if, as the quarterback. Uh, but just to see his enthusiasm, his passion uh, for the game and how he loves the game was really fun. Uh, There's a couple times I saw some really good blocks by, by David and Joku. I think something that is missed often by by many people and, and watching the game and and the camera angles that we get often we miss how important the tight ends are in the blocking game because there's a lot of times uh, with some pin pull action where uh, you have offensive linemen pulling out and their goal is to get to the linebackers or defensive backs and all they need but it's important is for the tight end to crack down or to to pin down 
the defensive line, right? Because the defensive line is kind of stacked up, and and if they can get that tight end uh, either coming down or or if he's in line to wall off that defensive end or whoever's on the end of the defensive line, then all of a sudden the defensive tackle that's behind him and the defensive end it just opens up so many things and allows the offensive lineman to come around. Saw a few times where David Njoku, who obviously isn't making a lot of plays in the passing game, uh, was did a very good job. Uh, the the game the drive that started at the two yard line where obviously Baker made that great throw to Jarvis uh, and all of those things um, started with 11 minutes on the clock at the two yard line and it ended with just a little over five minutes left so about a six minute drive now they didn't get points and that's for a variety of reasons they got a little cute Baker totally missed Kareem Hunt open. Um, and then they were when they probably should have just got the quarterback sneak and kind of moved on. Um, and then they just couldn't get that one yard um, after what I would say are two bad spots, both on the hunt run that um, they challenged. They moved it up, but they didn't get the, the first down. I thought that was a terrible spot. And then I thought it was a bad spot, not as bad, but a bad spot uh, on that fourth and one run. But no points on that drive. But again, six minutes off the clock, basically, um, on a drive that started at your two-yard line. Most teams that are that are okay to good, they struggle. They hope to get one or two first downs and then punt it away and play field position. The Cleveland Browns were able to drive the ball down basically to their red zone. Um, Probably should have kicked the field goal on that fourth and one, put them up 11, uh, make it a two-score game with, you know, about five minutes left in the game. But still a huge six-minute drive uh, there to get it down to five minutes. Um, Now on the next drive, obviously the Jaguars ended up scoring, uh, but there was a great pass breakup by Mac Wilson. Uh, He was behind in coverage on the tight end uh, near the sideline, and just his abilities, make-up speed, uh, and then to time his jump, get his hand uh, in the catch pocket uh, to break up that pass was definitely needed because, again, while they ended up scoring, all of that time on the clock is really, really important. And so if they get that big chunk play, probably a 15 to 20-yard play, um, then all of a sudden, you know, that clock doesn't click as much. And, and so even if everything goes exactly the same, it's very possible the Jaguars could have gotten the ball back at some point in time with a chance to kick a field goal. So that Mac Wilson pass breakup was really important. Obviously, the huge penalty on, on Olivier Vernon, it, it is a penalty, so I want to make sure, the Jag, I feel like the referees were not good today, but I want to make sure we're clear, that is a penalty, uh, I'm not sure Vernon could have done much else, maybe not be as fast around uh, the end there, um, I think he was pushed a little bit um, by the right tackle, but just a terrible, terrible uh, penalty that the Browns could have had the ball back before Jaguar scored, probably iced the game. Uh, that was huge, and obviously the two-point conversion. Uh, Andrew Sadejo bleeding from his nose, finally going to get a little bit of respect from Cleveland fans. He had a very good game, but that uh, I'm going to call it a pass breakup because technically he caught the ball, but he was out of bounds. So we're calling it a pass breakup, uh, but that is uh, a huge play. The rest of it, uh, Treader got hold, called for holding a few times. Uh, Doug Marone going for two early, and then the two-point play late obviously didn't work. Was huge. Jaguars probably are looking for a quarterback. Probably don't want to win, if we're being very, very honest. But Doug Marone and the players do, so that's a little bit different. Then uh, then at the end of the game, that great uh, Nick Chubb screen, Joel Batonio's block, um, 
that sprung him. And then Chubb's ability to stop on a dime and fall forward both to get the first down and stay in bounds to seal the game was huge. Listen, today's game, that was a Chubb game. That was a Jarvis game. In the end, it's a win for your Cleveland Browns, and that is what we are looking for in 2020. We're looking for wins, folks. We want wins for everybody. So whether that is a win using our Indeed.com slash BlueWire, whether that's a win at BetOnline.ag, again, using BlueWire, all one word for the code, or whether that's wins in other ways, we want to celebrate every win for everyone at all times. So let's make sure we do that. Hope you guys have a great week. Um, we will be a little delayed, probably trying to get anything record recorded until I get back to the studio. Uh, so I apologize for that, but look forward to get Stephen, uh, Jake, and Fred on. Hopefully, two or three of those uh, this week, uh, later in the week, uh, as we look forward to the huge Tennessee game. Be- between now and then, as always, folks, please take care of yourself. Take care of others and go Browns.